Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor Podcast. We're here with our second ever casting draft, Heroes vs. Villains 2, and Hef is finally back with us after his absence, la- uh, absence last week. What's up, Hef? I am so, so excited to be here. You have no idea. I got to apologize to everybody. Unfortunately, last week I lost power, so I couldn't be a part of the second chance to draft, but I got a lot of great names this week, and I'm really excited to talk about them. And we're happy to have you back, for sure. I'm so I, ready to be back. You have no idea. I, I know you'll you'll add some much-needed entertainment to uh, our casting draft. And, you know, last week worked out really well. I want to thank everyone who was interacting. This time we are pre-recording it. It's not live, so be sure to comment everything that you would comment normally live. Be sure to comment who you think would be in a Heroes vs. Villains 2 cast, and be sure to comment what you think of our selections. But before we get started, I'm going to go over some much-needed much uh, much needed to explain rules here because there are some of them. We did come up with a few rules for this Heroes Villains 2 cast, um, a little bit more than a little bit more extensive than our second chance cast. So I'm gonna go through them. So the number one rule is that all players who are in this casting draft have to have originated, meaning played their first season between season 21 and season 40. So anyone pre anyone season 20 or before that cannot be included in this cast. The reason we're doing that is because we just want to kind of get like the heroes versus villains. That was almost like the end of the old school era. It was all those players from that time. I feel like they already, all those players who played before them already had their opportunity to be on heroes versus villains. So this is why we're kind of going from seasons 21 through season 40. Um, In addition, winners are allowed just like the first heroes villains, but realistic ones. Uh, So for example, um, somebody like Tony, who is maybe the biggest villain in survivor history, just based on the moves he's made, the backstabbing. We will not be picking a guy like Tony because I think it's unrealistic to think he'll be back anytime soon. Um, And, you know, I'm sure you guys know which players are likely to play again and which players aren't, and we'll go by that as well. Um, In addition, there is not going to be too much overlap from our second chance to cast. We want to make sure that we're we're keeping a wide range of players throughout all of our casting drafts. Um, We're going to start with the heroes. We're going to draft all the heroes first. Then we're going to go through all the villains. Hef will pick uh, first. Is that are we are we doing that order? Ryan's first on the heroes. I'm first on the villains. Right. So it will be starting off with Ryan, Hef, and then me. And it will not be a snake draft this time. Uh, we're just going to go Ryan, Hef, then me, and then Ryan, Hef, then me again, and so on. Um, and in addition, we want to remind you that we are trying to build the best, but also the most realistic cast. Um, I mentioned this last time. We're not going to throw Tony in every single casting draft just because we love him the most. Um, we want to build a realistic draft. And also, I want to mention that the first time Heroes Villains is done was so epic that I don't think that they would have a Heroes Villains cast. They, I don't think they would have a Heroes Villains season in general if the cast wasn't epic. So we're going to try and do that for you. We ready to get going? Yeah, I think I'm ready. All right. So... The first pick is Ryan, as I mentioned. Let's get to it. Let's get to it indeed. Which heroes and villains are we duking it out this time? Let's go with Malcolm, first pick. You know, I might be the chalk pick, but I think when you think of a survivor hero that does fall within that criteria of new school, you think Malcolm in his first season, basically the underdog of the season, along with Denise going to almost every single tribal council and surviving the, uh, 
Story of Matt Singh, which ironically, I feel like nowadays we see a lot of people talking about the intentional Matt Singh, where you kind of want to have your tribe not do well at the start, so you know where the alliances are. You, you're kind of underestimated at the merge. Um, not saying people should throw challenges, but we do talk about the unintentional Matt Singh. And then I think, obviously, if he gets to the end of the Philippines, he wins, but that doesn't happen. Karamoan, he's a big underdog at the merge with the three amigos. And then in Game Changers, he's very sadly taken out by a rough twist. So, I mean, when I think new school hero, I think Malcolm. Yeah, I think Malcolm would be a pretty much lock for this season. He's one of the most loved players of all time, and he's just the definition of a hero. I, I had him on my list, too, so I'm happy that he went number one overall. Ready to ready to go with your next pick, F. I'm ready. So with my with my first pick, I'm gonna take a woman who, at, in regard with her, in regard to her personality, she is not nearly the hero that Malcolm is. However, she was a huge piece of the one of the most iconic scenes in Survivor history when she was infamously voted out by going to rocks. I'm talking about Jessica Lewis in Millennials Gen X. Yeah, for sure. Jessica Lewis, somebody that we had discussed as a honorable mention for our second chance ballot voted out by rocks. I think she deserves another chance and she would definitely fit under the category of hero for me as well. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, no, I think, I think anyone honestly that's been rocked out deserves a second chance regardless, um, or a third chance if needed. I'm not sure if Pascal from Marquesas is looking for a second chance, but uh, I do think Jessica's a big fan of the game. She's big in the uh, RHAP community. She um, knows the game, and I think that when you play that hard and you're well-liked and you go out by a rock, you exemplify what a hero is. So I, I agree with the pick. Ryan, question for you. Answer for you. When she was when she when she was voted out, did Jeff say that the game has spoken, or was that somebody else? I think that's the the one instance where she was because she was obviously very emotional, upset when it happened, rightfully so. And I think that's when Jeff to try to console her said, "Jessica, I think it's more apt to say in this case the game has spoken, or something like that." So yeah, gives me chills. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. All right. I'm up now. So with my next pick, I'm not sure if I'm stealing one of Hef's guys here. I know he's one of Hef's favorites of all time. And I think that if he wants to play again, he's a lock. I'm taking Spencer Bledsoe with my first heroes pick. Um, you know, Spencer is somebody that I would absolutely love to see back. Um, I'm happy to see that he's all back on social media. You know, he had an absence for a long time there. But we're seeing a lot more from him now. Um, yeah, Spencer was... Great in Kagayan, came from the worst tribe, um, but really was one of the first ones to realize that Tony was running the game and was so hell-bent on getting him out. Couldn't end up doing it, but then came back for second chance and ends up coming tied for second place with Tasha. You know, unfortunately, he gets no votes because he's going against Jeremy, but I'm sure many will argue that he definitely deserved a closer vote than 10-0 on that season. He did make a ton of great moves that, that, uh, that season along with Jeremy. So I want to see Spencer back. And if he wants to come back, he's the exact type of player I could see on the Heroes Tribe. Birdie yeah. is one of my guys. I was I was targeting him in the second round. <laughs> I, I knew I knew you were, so I had to I had to create some controversy here and take your guy. No, I mean I, I agree with the pick. Spencer, obviously, as Jeff has always said, one of the most, you know, likable, rootable players to um 
you know, come out of the new school era. I think Spencer, if he wants a third chance, if, you know, he wants it, CBS will give it to him. I wonder if he could ever win the game, especially the fact that he got to the finale of Cambodia and got zero votes. And, you know, people were citing some of his, you know, his strategic game, but maybe the lack of a social game. I wonder if Spencer, like a Tony, could evolve his game a third time out. I would love to love to see it. I think Spencer, we dominates in both the strategy and the competitions of Survivor. So if a third run is in it for Spencer, I want to see how he develops his social aptitude. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely one of the places that Spencer would need to improve on his social game. I think he's a genius strategist, but if he could just improve that social game a little bit, maybe he could win a season like this. Yeah, for but, sure. Yeah, when when you're ready, Ryan, next pick. When I'm ready. Okay, so let's see. I mean, Dylan was saying we got to make it an epic cast for the most part. And obviously, I know as we get towards the latter parts of the Heroes and Villains tribe, we might have some newer players that maybe only played once, but really exemplified what a hero and a villain is. But for right now, I think we want to get all of our big names out there first. Like when, when you're marketing CBS, what is Heroes versus Villains 2? You want to have those faces flash up that make people jump out of, the, out of their couch. Um, I'll go with a recent winner. I don't want to have too many winners on the cast, even though the original Heroes versus Villains had like two or four on each. But I'll take Michelle um, Fitzgerald. I know Michelle just played on Winners at War, but if we see Heroes versus Villains 2 for season 45 or whatnot, even 50, I think Michelle would come back. Everybody loves Michelle. They loved her when, even though there was a big majority that wanted Aubrey to win, a lot of people loved Michelle when she won. And even now that she got third place in Winners at War, everybody wanted her to take at least second place and thought she deserved a couple of votes. I mean, Michelle always has, you know, that underdog spirit like Malcolm where she's underestimated, not always on the right side of the vote, but she just keeps on trucking. She has the social game on lock. And I think that if Michelle herself has a third run like Spencer, I want to see how she can evolve her game. Maybe could she get into a power position this time? Yeah, I, I love the Michelle pick. I was very much considering her with my first round pick. Um, the only player ever to play multiple times and, you know, excluding the people who got, you know, medevaced and um, just quit the game. She's the only player to play multiple times right now and not get voted out. Um, she's made the end twice. One of the times she won, um, she said she would play for a third time. And I think she's truly one of the best social players that we've ever seen in Survivor. So I think that she's the perfect hero as well, especially if they want to have a winner, a recent winner on this cast. I think Michelle would definitely be a hero. Yeah, I agree. It's very hard to just not root for her every single episode. And I think that's something that epitomizes what we look for and someone to be on the Heroes Tribe. So love the pick, Ryan. I'm also going to pick a winner, if you don't mind. And I'm torn because as a fan, he's a villain to me. But in the scheme, in the grand scheme of Survivor, he's a hero. And his name is Chris Underwood. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Well, I, I actually want to have a very I – wa I want to have a very interesting discussion here about this. So, all right, don't get me wrong. Did I like that Chris Underwood won? Of course not. I wish that didn't happen. But is he a hero? Of course he is. Every, he won because of his strong social game and how he was able to – curry everybody's favor on the edge of extinction and that is what makes someone a hero it's someone that you as i said you're rooting for you have good relationships with and he's a very likable guy 
is he a villain to the fans because he kind of took away the ending of Rick Devins winning that season? Yes, he did. But is he a hero in the world of Survivor? Absolutely. So I actually wanted to have this debate with you. I have a list right here of potential heroes and villains, potential picks. I had Chris Underwood as a villain, and I was going to make sure he was on this cast because I would love to see Chris Underwood play again just because he gets so much crap for being for coming back from the edge after being there for 20-plus yep. days and winning. Um, so that's why I had him as a villain because I think the fans don't like you know, may not like him as much just because the fact that he's the first player ever to get voted out and still win the game. And that's why I had him on the villains tribe, but I could ease, I could see him being either one. What do you think, Ryan, Chris Underwood, hero or villain? Whew. I was uh, not prepared for a Chris Underwood showing in this draft <laughs> on either side, actually. Um, what I'll say is if you put aside fan reaction or fan reception, I think based on what we saw on the show, if a hero was somebody that plays nobly, and I think it's actually interesting that we were, we're talking about people post heroes versus villains because nowadays it's so hard to play like a Tom Westman, Colby Donaldson honorable game. That's so hard nowadays. So I guess in this era, hero means that you you're scrappy underdog. You fight to the bitter end. You are either on the right or the wrong side of the numbers, but you're, you're trying to trying to do what's best for your game. And I think that. Chris, you know, what we saw on the show did come from a very underdog position of being on the edge for a big chunk of the game, obviously had to cultivate relationships on the edge, and then even coming back into the game was a quick target, so he had to try to work his magic to get to the end, obviously putting aside fan reception to EOE and whatnot. I think based on just what we saw on the show alone, I guess I would side with Jordan that he's more of a hero. Now, granted, I don't know if the fans would agree with that at all, but based on what we saw on the show, I think Chris could be considered a hero. And I would like to see, depending on what theme the cast is, how he would do on a second run. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I'm very happy that you included Chris Underwood Hef because I wanted to include him in this cast. And I think that whether he's a hero or villain, I would love to see him play again just to see how he would do another time. So. I think that he would also create a lot of controversy here or villains. That's why I think it's great to include him in this cast. I wanted to take him first, but I know that you guys had Jessica Lewis as an honorable mention on your last podcast. So I wanted to make sure I could grab her in the first round. All right. So it is my pick now. Um, hmm. All right. Yeah. I also want to remind you guys that we have to make sure that we keep the tribe as five each tribe as five men five yeah. women i'm sure this is self-explanatory i just want to you know prepare you guys just in case um yep. but for my pick here i'm going to take a former guest of this podcast we actually talked about this future season um with her with her on that podcast that we did she said she would love to see another heroes villain season so my hero would be kelly wentworth um let me put her in right here um but yeah kelly um, I think she played easily one of the best games never to win in Cambodia. Let me just, where is she at? Oh, yeah, I think she played one of the best best games never to win in Cambodia. Um, came back uh, in season thirty eight, and although she was targeted really early, as soon as like the first vote with David targeting her, um, she figured out that she, she, you know, she kind of figured out a way to make it all the way to the merge. And while she was, she ended up coming in, I believe 10th or 11th place. Um, I think that given the hand she was dealt being one of the few, you know, returnees on a all newbie season, aside from those, you know, four, um, given the hand she was dealt there, 
I think she did a pretty decent job minus the idol that she had in her pocket when she got voted out. But I would like to see her again. Like I would like to see her play again with a cast where everyone can be considered as threats and not just her. Um, I think that especially coming off the Cambodia season, that was such an uphill battle. If she was going to come anywhere, anywhere close to winning in season 38. So I'd love to see her play again. Half, I know you're, I mean, obviously we had Kelly in the podcast. You love Kelly. Anything else to add? He summed it up pretty well. I mean, you know how I feel about Kelly. She's my she's my favorite non-winner ever. My third favorite player ever. Shout out Tyson and Tony. But I mean, yeah, she's the, she's the definition of a hero. I loved watching her every single episode. Could not help but root for her. She was always at the bottom. Love that underdog story. And yeah, she's just excellent television. For sure. All right. So Ryan, the next pick. Yes, the next pick for a hero. Let's see. Who else do I have that could be great in a Heroes versus Villains cast? Um, I have a pick, but I'm not sure if Hef is going to take this guy. So I'm not sure if I should pick him now or see if Hef will snag him and then save him for my very last pick. You know Um, what, Ryan? I'll tell you what. There's a 0% chance I'm going to take who you think I'm taking. (laughs) Wait, do, do you already have your next name in place? Yeah, and you're going to be shocked about who I'm going to take. So, so I don't know who everyone. I have no idea who you're taking. Yeah, you you, you are going to be shocked. So take okay. take the guy that's going to be more exciting right now. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go with somebody who's more recent. Um, and like like Dylan said, when you think of heroes versus villains, you think of people that are either legends or epic players or someone that some people that the fans want to see again. Regardless, they want to see this person again. They're requested a lot. You know, I have to take Davy from. David versus Goliath, you know, he almost made our second chance um, draft and he actually was in the comments of Twitter. If Davey, if you happen to see this, we all think you're awesome. Um, He was in the honorable mentions. Davey being a David was the definition of another underdog hero story where on the Davids, he's left out of the first vote when Jessica gets blindsided and he, Carl and B are all scrambling to try to figure out how to recover from that. Then he loses B when she quits due to an injury. So he's down another ally. Then he gets drafted onto the new Vuku tribe where he's at a minority uh, with him and Elizabeth against Alec, Natalia, and um, Kara. So he then has to fight to survive that vote, which he does. And then at the merge, he kind of basically is in the minority again where the Davids are on the ropes a bit, but manages to work some magic and make some great moves, saving Christian with the idol. So... I think Davey is someone that the fans want to see again. And I think he screams here to me. Yeah, I completely agree. Davey was on my list for second chance, but he didn't end up getting drafted for us, but we did have him honorable mention, which means that he would have been on the ballot. I think that we could easily see Davey play again. Um, Yeah. I I loved him in David versus Goliath. And I definitely think he's a hero. Are you guys ready for me to drop the hammer? I'm ready. Oh no. I, I, I have to be very surprised here with the hammer because if we're going <laughs> off the reservation like Chris Underwood, I have no idea what to expect right now from you, Huff. All right, so I'll give you three hints about who I'm going to take. He was on He was on a season with somebody that's already on the Heroes Tribe. Okay. He did not make the merge. And the most revealing hint is that he was medevaced. Oh, uh, Okay. I got it. You know it? Yeah. It is Caleb from Ka-O-Rong. Ka-O-Rong. Say it. Ko-Rong. 
Co wrong. <laughs> what could co wrong? I, I said that co wrong. Uh, yeah, Caleb is a beast. Loved watching him before he was medevaced. And talk about a hero. This guy put his body on the line for his tribe. He was out there grueling in the baking heat, went back and forth, back and forth to try to win the challenge for his tribe, and then got medevaced. And eventually came to consciousness. He's like, I don't want to leave. And then Corpse is like, Caleb, you did the right thing. You went until your body couldn't go anymore. Get this guy on the hero tribe. And I want to remind you, Hef, that he what what he did he end up going out third in game changers so it would be it would be good to see him I, I you know like I feel like I feel like Caleb was given redemption on game changers because he had got medevaced but he you know he he didn't last long at all so would you say that is that more reason for you to see Caleb just because he went so early again or yeah you- I think I think he deserves a chance to really prove himself after what he went through his first season okay. So, so game changers didn't play didn't play a role in your decision, even though he went out early. It sort of did because well, no, it didn't. I want I want to see Caleb be Caleb. Right. So, I I didn't like how he went out early in game changers, and I want to see him make it far this season. All right. So, my pick now. Um. Hmm. All right, there's somebody that I want to make sure is on the Heroes Tribe, and yeah, and we're one down in the women right now. So we have four. We have no, we're two down. So we have five men. So we can't add any more men. So we need the last two picks the women. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I think that somebody who would also be a shoe in for a Heroes villain season that <coughs> made uh, seasons twenty one to forty is Andrea. Um, Andrea is. I, I don't really want to say she goes under the radar. But the fact that she's she's pretty she's what she's finished what sixth or seventh every single time she's played. I don't know the exact numbers. I'm sure you would remember better, Ryan. Um, I probably could rattle, rattle them off if you want, but she places counting Redemption Island in effect. She places fifth in Redemption Island. Then in Karamoan, she I think gets taken out at the final seven. Right. Um, I, and I then in Game Changers, I think she falls around like eighth. I believe ninth or eighth. Right. So I mean. She's played three times, and she's finished in the top eight every single time. Um, people love Andrea. Um, extremely good player. And I believe that she holds the number one spot for most votes against her ever in Survivor. Like, not just in a season, just like total throughout three seasons. She has a ton of votes against her. Clearly, wow. always, clearly always seen as a big threat. Um so yeah, I think if we were to see a hero's villain season, I think Andrea would definitely be on the cast. Yeah, I like no, I mean, no, yeah. Obviously, I love Andrea. I know a lot of the fans always love to root for Andrea. It's it's really interesting because when you see her, you know what you're gonna get. Like when I saw her on the cast for Game Changers, I kind of had a very strong inkling of what would happen. Andrea's a strong player. She's definitely gonna make the merge because she's good in challenges. She's likable. She works hard around camp. You can pencil her in for the merge every time. Then she usually will win the first or second immunity challenge, doing well, but painting herself as a threat. And then she survives a couple of votes and then she'll get picked off around that mid-late merge point. I think she's an amazing player. I just wonder if, you know, a fourth time was in the cards for her, could she change up her game enough? I mean, granted, on a season like this, maybe you can lower your threat level, but will she be able to get to the end? Because I think if she gets there, she'll win. But the question is, can she get there? 
Yeah, I was I was talking. I think that's a great question. I was talking to one of my friends who also also watches the show, and he made a point. The same thing happens to Andrea every time. She always plays too hard, a little bit too early, and like Rob sniffed her out as a threat. Um, everybody in fans' favorites too knew she was a threat, and then you know, same thing with game changers is like she's just too much of a threat to bring to the end. So does she lay low if she were to play a fourth time? as a way to get to the end, possibly. I think she'd have to change up her game gameplay slightly, but you could always pencil in for the merge. And I think that she needs to be on a hero's villain season. So absolutely. absolutely. We have one more pick for he, the heroes tribe, and it has to be a woman. Go for it, Ryan. Has to be a woman. Okay. I'm going to go with somebody a little off the cuff. And I think that's actually perfect. Cause if you remember the first heroes versus villains, you, you, you have Tom Westman, Colby Donaldson, Amanda Kimmel, um Sari Fields and then you know you have some people that you're like oh they're a hero interesting uh Sugar and Candace you have some people that are a little bit off the cuff and I feel like even though maybe that's not what you think of when you think of the overall cast you say you know what it is interesting because you want to see how they play in that dynamic I mean I think having Candace on the heroes was weird to many due to the whole mutiny move she made in Cook Islands but having her on that season I thought made for a really cool dynamic on the heroes tribe and especially when she tries to flip later at the merge. So I'm going to go with a woman that it's actually funny. You would probably both of you not think of her as a hero or maybe wouldn't take her. But if you look at a lot of fan um, created cast intros and Reddit polls of who they want on a hero's tribe for women, they have Lauren Rimmer from heroes, healers and hustlers. So Lauren basically is on the hustlers. She actually is pretty interesting because the hustlers tribe goes to two pre-merge tribal councils and she's kind of getting into it with patrick she has like she has a very hard work ethic she's kind of bashing heads with patrick a lot of fans loved her at first mainly because of her no nonsense response she's very what you see is what you get she's not gonna lie to your face she's very very you know even keeled but then we see her do really well on the swap tribe and then at the merge she's in a really good spot because she helps with ben she helps create a narrative where Ben's going to play double agent with Chrissy and Ryan, and then that will allow them to still maneuver in the game while having Chrissy and Ryan think Ben is a number for them. So she comes up with that, which is showing that she has game sense as well. And then, unfortunately, she's one of very few people to ever get voted out by one solo vote when it's final seven. Everybody votes for Ben, except for Ben, who votes for Lauren, and Lauren goes home. And that's when Dr. Mike also throws her idol into the fire. So... I feel like Lauren would be a really good lock for the heroes tribe because the fans want to see her play again. Yeah. I, Lauren is definitely somebody who, you know, kind of, I feel like almost goes a little bit of uh, forgotten when you talk about players who could play again. She certainly exceeded my expectations in that season. She played a really, really good game. I remember thinking to myself at around final seven, like, could she, could she really win this thing? Like it was definitely a possibility. And then a Ben bomb happened and boom, she's gone. (laughs) But yeah, <laughs> but before before we move on to the villains tribe, the way I want to do this is usually we talked about honorable mention for for the second chance cast. We talked about honorable mentions at the end because you know it was just we just went right through. But this since it's like two separate personas for each tribe, I want to talk about who else you guys had on your heroes list that you think just missed the cut or potentially could have been in it and was not drafted. Yeah, I listen, I have a list. I still have um <laughs> when I make my big board, I make sure I have a lot of backup names just in case. So I still have about like six names or so that weren't taken. Um Let's hear it. I'll rattle them off, not to waste too much time, and you guys can just pick on who you wanna 
touch upon. So for the heroes that were not selected, I have Michael from Ghost Island, Sabrina, from, Sabrina from One World, um, Stephanie from Redemption Island, Christine from South Pacific, and um, Jessica from uh, Heroes, Healers, and Hustlers, like Lauren. Those are the names that I did not have chosen. So quick question here. Do you think, why do you think Stephanie from Redemption Island would be a hero? Why do I think, I mean, that's why she was at the, bo- the bottom of my list. So I wasn't going to take her. I thought number one, I want to see her play again because she was on the ballot. So she does deserve another chance in some season capacity. But also I feel like, you know, she was partnered with Russell Hands, but I feel like just because you're aligned with Russell doesn't make you a, a villain. Obviously we know Parvati and Danielle were considered villains, but I feel like, you know, Stephanie was on the outs of her tribe Um I mean, granted, she chose to align with Russell, but I think that once he left, the whole tribe was against her and Krista, and I thought she really tried to come out from under a shadow to prove herself as a player. So I think, yeah, in hindsight, maybe she's not uh, going to work out for a Heroes versus Villain season, but if there's a second chance to, or there's a pre-merge versus post-merge season, I could see her maybe getting another shot at the million. Yeah, for sure. I'll, so I'll, I'm going to read off a few names I had on my list as well that I think easily could be interchanged with anybody on this cast all right so the first one is you know we mentioned on the last the last podcast that when you're casting you don't always have to look at the best players you have to look at players who are also going to provide great tv and entertainment so i have keith nail on my list uh <laughs> keith obviously a fan favorite um from san juan del sur in cambodia um tells it like it is no nonsense type of guy um absolute great tv like love watching him so i'd love to see him back as as a hero but at this point i don't know if he'd actually come back he he has his classic confessionals where he's like survivor isn't fun um so would he come back would he not i don't know for heroes villains i feel like it's hard for somebody to decline but my next person i have that i think could be interchanged is joe anglum obviously he's already played three times um people call him joey amazing because he just could win he could do everything he could help out around camp Good social player, great physical player. I think he could easily be a hero. Uh, I also have Ty, another fan favorite who I could easily see back. I have Michaela, uh, somebody who was screwed in Millennials versus Gen X by Jay, comes back in Game Changers and plays pretty solid. Uh, I have Christian, who I did not take because we had him in second chance, but I could easily see him being a hero. Mm-hmm. I have Adam, um, if they wanted to bring back a winner, I think Adam could definitely be back. And I think that Adam kind of boosted his boosted his boosted his perception amongst fans this season because he did really provide some entertaining confessionals and just entertaining gameplay in general um especially with the florida lee and you know we've talked about that a million times so he's really entertaining i think i could see him back i also have tasha on here somebody who goes forgotten a lot of times but you know she made it really far in kagayan makes the final three in uh, Cambodia. So I, those are other names I had on the list. Yeah. No, I, 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 oh, go ahead. No, have, uh, I just answered you go. I was going to say, I have a few names that I was passionate about. One of them was Joey amazing. So completely agree with you there. I was considering putting Sophie on here because I think that Sophie is one young enough that she would want to play again. And Two, she kind of had she kind of has a redemption story now since she got voted out with an idol in her pocket. Would love to see her play again, and also Elaine. I know you guys had her on the previous on the previous podcast, but Elaine is like the de- definition of a hero. Everyone loved her, fans loved her, people on the island loved her. So 
those are the three names I was most pass most passionate about. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can agree with those. Oh, Ryan, what were you going to say before? No, I was just going to say that the names you mentioned all fit that category of heroic players, uh, liked by the fans. Um, they are popular players. I think they all could fit. Um, I I did consider Joe. I mean, when I think of hero, I do think of Joe. But the only reason I didn't pick him is because we did just see him play for a third time on EOE and. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like maybe it's just me and I, I know everyone loves Joe. I like Joe too, but I mean, what could Joe do in his fourth time? I feel like Joe, just like Andrea, I know what I'm going to get. Somebody who's going to make the merge, somebody who's going to do really well, but is just not going to make the cut when it comes to the end because they're just going to get targeted. I don't know. When you have a target as big as Joe, is maybe as big as Fiji, I don't know how you possibly, possibly um, – like lower that honestly. I, I think Joe's great. I just don't know how Joe could get farther than he's ever gotten. Yeah, Joe's the type, Joe's the type that would have trouble. I, I don't yeah. I don't know how you minimize a target if you're Joe. Like it's impossible. Yeah, he either has to go undefeated, or he can tie his hands behind his backs during challenges. <laughs> like like it if he goes even if he goes undefeated, that's expecting he makes the merge still. I do have one idea of how Joe maybe could do well, but I don't know how a ethical this is or B how possible it is. Um, I think a big part of Tyson's game in the pre-merge of blood versus water was when he got injured in the uh, sumo challenge against Hayden. And he had his, his arm in the sling for a little bit. And I know he kind of played it up. He he was injured with his shoulder, but then he kind of played it up a little bit afterwards and his threat level kind of went down. I'm curious if, and again, I don't know how again, ethical or logical this is, if Jeff were not Jeff, if um Joe were to fake not fake an injury, but if he were to play up an injury or play up a deficit, I wonder that's the only way I could see him lasting because I don't think people are gonna be threatened by him strategically. So I feel like if he could lay low in the challenge regard with that, maybe he has a shot. That's actually very interesting. Like I, I don't think Joe would do it ethically, but like maybe if he had a minor thing, he would play it up. Well, like, like, like if you got hurt in the challenge, maybe he'll fake right. it like Tyson. Right, right. All right, and I, I also want to touch on one thing that Hef said. He mentioned Sophie. Um, I don't have Sophie on any of my lists. I think she could easily play again. I'm actually not sure whether she – I think that there's a case for her being a villain also. She actually had a confessional in this season where she said something like – I think it was Kim gave her the other half of the immunity idol, and she was like, you're giving it to the devil or something. So I don't know I don't know what she was trying to do. I, I think like I could I, if she was a villain, I wouldn't be like, no, 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 she's a hero. Like I, I think it's possible for her to be a villain. I agree. So I, I mean look, if you want to draft her and the villains, I know you have uh I believe that you have the first pick here, Hef, and I want to you know segue into that. If you want to do it, you could. If you don't want if you want to go a different direction, then go for it. No, nah, she's a hero in my book. I can't do it. <laughs> uh, I have a question for you guys. Okay. Out of, out of curiosity, who's the biggest villain in Survivor history? Russell Hans. Drafting his nephew, Brandon. <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> so was he a villain in his first season? No, he was not. He was not a villain in his first season. He played extremely honorably. So honorably, in fact, that he gave up his immunity necklace because he believed that's what God wanted him to do. So not a villain in that season, but his most recent season, I believe it was 26. He had an absolute rampage everybody hated him he they voted him out without even going to tribal council and i would love to see that guy on the big screen just one more time okay wait half i want to interject for a second so you can make this decision i believe that that due to what happened 
Propes has said that he does not want Brandon back. So I want him on there. You want him on there? All right, I will yeah. I will I will give you him. Brandon Hans. <laughs> not not somebody I expected to be picked. <laughs> <laughs> all right but he's off the boards so it is my pick now um i think that's somebody who should be a shoe-in whether she'll play or not again i don't know somebody who i think should be a guaranteed shoe-in for the villains tribe here's versus villains too is Cass. um and i think that you know Cass definitely is your stereotypical villain um she you know, in, in the fact that she tells it like it is, she doesn't care if she hurts your feelings. Um, you know, and Spencer's gotten so angry at her. I would love to see Spencer and Cass on opposite tribe. I just, I, I would love to see Cass back in general. So, I think chaos Cass. Yeah, chaos Cass. Sorry, I'm still, I'm still reeling from the Brandon Hans pick. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm <laughs> so like, uh, shocked. Um, no, I in regards to the Cass pick, obviously. I don't know if she'll ever play again. Maybe she said she would if it was this format, but obviously I think the fans love Cass. I think this is why I'm so excited to go over the villains because I think that post or pre-merge, you have so many people that fall into the hero bucket and, you know, heroes are great, but villains have more fun. They're more fun to watch. They play more interesting games. So I am really excited to draft this um, villains tribe and I think Cass would definitely fall into this uh, bucket. She did try her whole Kumbaya Cass um, in early second chance, but I feel like when you think of villains post merge, not post merge, uh, post modern survivor, you th- you do think of Chaos Cast, and I think it'd be great to see her and Spencer again. I kind of feel bad. I feel like they kind of both want to play without the other for one. <laughs> kind of like how Sarah and Tony have never not played with each other. I, I kind of wish. I kind of think Spencer and Cass are kind of like I'm kind of sick of this other person, but I want to see Cast 3.0. Brandon, I'm sorry, I'm still <laughs> completely shell shocked. I thought for a while about my lesson. I did not even consider Brandon for the reason why Dylan said. Um, okay, um, all right. So now my pick for my first villain. I'm gonna do what Dylan did and kind of go with the chalk pick. I'm gonna take another female that you think of when you think of villains. You gotta go, Abby, Abby Maria, the Brazilian dragon. Uh, woo! You voted for me twice. You're dead to me. Um, I mean, Abby basically is a bundle of energy and I feel like she always adds so much chaos to any situation. I mean, even when Savage gets voted out and the whole moment's about Kelly idling out Savage and he's obviously very upset. He's walking away. She's like, you made it to the jury. And he's like, and he gets all upset at her. Um, she accuses RC of, you know, betraying her. She accuses PG of stealing her bracelets. Um, I want to see the Brazilian dragon again. I feel like, like Cass, she's a lock if they do another uh, Heroes versus Villains. Yeah, Abby was number one on my list for villains. So I, Abby and Cass were my one two. Happy that they got picked two out of the first three. Um, I think Abby's a lock if they do uh, Heroes Villains too, for sure. Brandon wasn't one of your top two. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Hef, so now it's your pick. Oh no, <laughs> I. I'm going to be very, very shocked if you do not pick somebody that I know is one of your one of your favorites. I'm you not. Talking, you talking BC? What? You talking BC? Yes, I am. All right, give me BC. Brad Culpepper, the boy. I I love Brad Culpepper so much. I in his first season he got cursed out. Fu Brad Culpepper, 
in his second season, he went much farther, but ended up not winning, even though he should have. Sarah should not have won. Please, I cannot say that enough. Um, but for some reason, he didn't win because of his relationships on the island. He People thought he was too much of a bully and too controlling. So that would make him a villain. And yeah, my boy Brad Culpepper, the challenge beast, one of the probably one of the three or four best challenge beasts I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I like I like Brad as a villain. Um, I don't think you beat I don't think you beat anything like every single person walking out onto Redemption Island Arena and just giving him the finger every time. Like I think that's one of the funniest <laughs> things. Like, everybody hated him. He's a guy that people love to hate. And I he's a great character and you know could go far based on his you know, ability and immunity challenges, but also faces that problem of a threat level because he's so good at that. Ryan, yeah, I, actually I actually wasn't going to draft him, by the way. Really? I, he, he, was not, he was not on my big board. Even though I thought about him, I, I decided to hold back on him. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I think I, he was on my list and I just, I was looking down at my list uh, given that my pick is coming up right now. And I was like, who could have take here? And I was like, Look, we look. I had to. I had to lead you in a direction after that brutal Brandon Hans pick. So <laughs> <laughs> he is my boy. So I'll, I'll take him all day. All right. So my pick here. Wow. All right. Here's what I'm going to say. How can you have a heroes villain season with Michelle on the heroes tribe if you do not have Wendell on the villains tribe? Give me Wendell. Uh, another winner to add to, to to add to this cast. Um, I think Wendell would play again. Um, especially on a season as epic as as epic as this, I know he really wasn't happy at his villains edit based on the interviews that he's done post game. However, um, I also think that he did a pretty decent job on like social media of leaning into his villain edit. And I think that even though he's not a villain in real life, I think that you know if you're if you're on Survivor, you sign all these papers, you don't know how they're you don't know how they're going to edit the show. So I think he's fine leaning into the villain role. Um, and I think that Wendell's one of those new winners that could definitely come back, especially because he got that crap edit in this season where he was, you know, he he came off that island and he said he didn't think that there was any chance that he was like, it didn't even cross his mind that he could get a villain edit. And he did. Uh, and I think that if Michelle's on the Heroes Tribe, he's the perfect, you know, villain. We never really saw the end of that story. I know that we were, you know, complaining about that, but maybe they'll play again sometime. Yeah, I mean, I think you bring up a good point. I, I definitely didn't think that he expected to get that edit. I wonder if they blatantly come up to him and say, would you play again if you were considered a villain? I feel like he's a big enough fan, and obviously I know the fans do love Wendell, so I feel like he would have to say, you know, sign me up, I'm game to go. Um, I don't know like how much he would want to do that if he was considered a villain, but I do think there was a really interesting story wrap-up here if you have – Michelle and the heroes and Wendell and the villains. And there was some kind of conclusion arc to that. I mean, would, would, would we see a Michelle take out Wendell? I don't think he would take out her, but would we see Michelle take out Wendell? Would we see maybe like a Sarah Tony where they get to the end together and one of them has to go at the last second and it's very heartfelt. I think it could have an interesting dichotomy to it. Yeah, for sure. Dichotomy. <laughs> That's your word of the day, half. Write it down. Um, okay, I Who have... dichotomy. Okay, I have seven people left on my board for the villains. I have, let's see, th four guys and three girls. Uh, a couple are pre-merge, a couple are post-merge. Um, God, this is where it gets tough because I feel like, like Dylan said, I, I don't want to include Tony because we just had him on Winners at War and we don't want him on every single cast, even though we love him to death. Uh, we just had Dominic Abate on the uh, 
second chance draft. I want to pick people that are villains, but like, you know, they're a villain. I'm not going to pick somebody that Hefford Dylan's going to say, I don't remember that person or are they really a villain? Like you're going to know who I pick is a villain. So I'll pick a female. It's going to be a recent female pre-merge. But when I think of somebody that's a villain, I can't think of somebody that's more of a pre-merge or a recent villain than Natalie Cole from David versus Goliath. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Listen, you you love about it. brother, sister, love, and I got none of it from you. This is some Natalie Napalm in your eyes. That singing sensation. That's some Natalie Napalm. Get off my yes. island. By the way, your skin is gorgeous. Natalie yes. is such an amazing villain. Um, could because she's not going to change. Like if you go up to Tony or like like as his wife went up to him and said, "You have to change your game." If someone goes up to Natalie and says, "Change your game," she's like, "I'm not going to change my game." Like Natalie, she she's like Lauren Rimmer, where she is what she is. She she doesn't pull punches. You know what you're going to get. Basically forcing Nick to try to um, steal Lyris's jacket or she'll vote him out. Um, and then she gets voted out with the jacket. And then she's like, Angelina wanted it, but I didn't give it to her. And now I'm wearing it. Like Natalie is what I think of when I think of a modern female villain. And I would love to see more Natalie Napalm. I love that pick. And that honestly, she, a good not, pick. she didn't cross my mind. But now that you are bringing up memories from that season, it's a great pick. Thank you. On to you, Hef. We'll see what kind of magic you pull here. <laughs> I, I, I have another icon. And okay. I don't even know this person's last name, but I do know her as two names. Crazy Debbie. Wow. I, I like that. <laughs> I considered her Crazy also. Debbie. Let's, let's pair her with Brad Culpepper. Debbie is, without a doubt, in my like favorite top, in my top 10 favorite people I just loved watching because she was so crazy. Did you guys know that she took gym gymnastics for 10 years and she's amazing at balancing? <laughs> That's what she claims. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie, I, I think enough said here. Debbie is just awesome to, awesome to watch, and I would love to see another season of her. I, I, it's so funny because you'll never forget that iconic scene. I don't remember what it was about. One of you two could remind me where she likes to scream at the confessional, and she's like, and I'm pissed. <laughs> Like that, yeah. that, that's probably one of the best confessionals ever. Like, uh, like unbiasedly amazing. Like I don't, she started doing pushups to impress people. Does anyone remember what that confessional was about? Yeah. So basically this whole thing really quickly to wrap it up, basically she, um, there's a balancing challenge and she says, Oh, I'm a gymnast. I can do this. And then she does really bad from what we see on camera. At least she does really bad, the balancing. And then at the next challenge, um, they say that uh, Haley's going to do it. And she's like, no, she's a terrible balancer. I'm a gymnast. I'm going to do this. And then everyone's like, I kind of think you shouldn't do this. And she's like, no, I'm going to do it. I made up my mind. And then she, the whole time during the challenge, she's trying to show Brad, like Brad, I was the first one down. Um, oh, well, Ty's doing the beam. You know, I'm glad we didn't send the gymnast. I mean, really guys, I'm so sick of having to prove myself. And then they get back to camp at one point and she's like, you know, and I have a six pack and I'm not dealing with this. Brad. And I'm <laughs> So, yeah, no, Debbie is, like Abby, a bundle of chaotic energy. Although, I will say she was not on my draft board, but I think it's a really interesting pick. Yeah, I like the pick a lot. So, Hef, I got to say, I got to say, after the abomination of your first pick, you redeem yourself with your last two. So, I got to okay. get you credit. I, I also, had two maybe, locks I had to take, Brandon and Debbie. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm I'm on a different wavelength than Hef tonight, but out of the names he's picked tonight, Jessica, actually, no, Jessica was on my board, but between Chris Underwood, um, who are you, Caleb? <laughs> I had Caleb, yeah. Chris Underwood, Caleb, Brandon Hans, BC, and Debbie. I did not have a single one of those names on my list. So I'm <laughs> on two different wavelengths tonight. Yeah, different different ideas of a hero's villain season, but 
you never know what what if this is like what it is in like the casting room when they decide who's to be on the cast like they all come in with lists you have your hefts and then you have your ryans and like you got to figure out which is going to be on the cast so i think that's why these casting drafts are so good and so realistic because you get a variety of different opinions yeah but my pick here okay i'm gonna go a little bit off the radar here but this was brought up by i believe once upon an island was the twitter account um yeah they he commented on our i I said who do you want to see on the heroes villains cast he said he mentioned two names that i probably would not have considered had he not had commented so shout out to him for doing that i'm gonna take jason um which is actually his last name kyle jason from korong yep and it you know it's funny this that season was already four you know aired already four years ago at this point um but i did not remember the extent to what a villain he was and i i was watching a youtube video today on him um like best moments of jason from korong he had some unbelievable moments another you know the bounty hunter another guy who was tell it like it is didn't care if he hurt your feelings uh he had the moment where he had scott um poke out the idol from the tree or the idol clue and he's diving on the floor to prevent <laughs> prevent one of the girls from getting it um just, that was awesome. Yeah, just truly, <laughs> truly great villain. Like, I like forgot he, about that. He did. He did something where he was hiding machetes, axes. Him and Scott were just like a dynamic villain duo. And then Ty, who was the hero of that season, ends up not giving the, not using the super idol for Scott after the votes are read, and Scott goes home. Once upon an island on Twitter, he also you know mentioned Scott for people that we should include for villains. I just think that Jason. Um, is more likely to return just based on the fact on what his background was. I know that Jason was really playing for his daughters when he was out there. Scott, he, Scott, you know, he's a former NBA player. I just think Jason would be more likely to return. I think Jason was a very underrated, awesome character. That would be the perfect villain. Yeah, no, I was going to take uh, with my pick either Scott or Jason. I don't know how fair it is to have them both in the same tribe, um, but I was going to take one of them for sure. Korong is a great season mainly in part due to the antics of Scott and Kyle Jason. So sign me up for one of them coming back. For sure. Although actually, you know what? I'm actually glad you picked Jason because I feel like Jason would do better than Scott. I think Jason, uh, especially after Scott went home, tried to work some ins with, within the tribe. So I, I want to see Jason have another shot at it. Also, as history dictates, a professional athlete has never won the game ever. And I don't want to um, take those odds if I'm seeing uh, Scott Pollard again. So give me yeah. Jason. All right, next pick. All right, and this is my last pick. Um, I, I could give my last pick up to one of you guys. I don't mind because um, there we still need to pick one male, one female, and I have a few names. Well, like we well, hold on. So we've we've all we've all done we've all done the same amount of picks at this point. Is that correct? And I would be the one left out of the extra pick because it's only twenty and not twenty-one. So I want to. I am going to motion that we, as a group all pick the last two. What do you guys think of that? We can have some good debates here. And I think it's a good way to weave in honorable honorable mentions as well. Yeah, no, we we can debate. I was going to say Jordan should definitely, if we were going to do two more picks, Jordan should get one because he missed the first draft. And if Dylan, if you were passionate about somebody, I was going to give you my spot for the, uh, I'll sit on the the Sandra bench and set out and you could take my last pick. Um, (laughs) But yeah, if you guys want to discuss, we can freely discuss. All right. So, Ryan, if you were solely having this pick, who would you take? And then we'll go down the line and we'll discuss. 
Okay, so I'm just going to go over. I only have um, three more names left on this list. Um, actually, four, but I don't want to say, say one of them. But basically, I have three names left on this list. So two males, one female. One of them is from uh, season 30, Worlds Apart, that I might not say. Because if Dylan's um, in the middle of like rewatching it or going back through the clips of it, I don't want to like spoil anything. So maybe I won't mention my 30 uh, pick. You, you go, go for it. I was thinking Rodney from um, okay. Worlds Apart, Rodney. For a lot of different reasons. Um, I was thinking Victoria from Edge of Extinction, the way she was so ruthless in the game against Aubrey and the way she turned on Eric. I thought Victoria was a great modern villainess um, for EOE. And then Joe from Heroes, Healers, and Hustlers, Joe Mena, one of uh, the Tony clones, as people called him. Those are my last three villain picks. What do you guys think? I, I think those are three really, really solid picks. I think that you have to have I know we've been taking like a a, bunch, a few, like a couple of players who played multiple times, a couple of like legends of the game on our heroes cast for sure. But I think you have to have the group that has only played one, the, the people who have only played once going into, you know, a, a, a season like heroes villains. So I, yeah, I'd be fine with all three. I'll, I'll just read off the names that I have on my list and we could, you know, just negotiate and decide for the yeah. last, for the last two. Um, we have to have one man, one woman. But the people that I have left on my list, so Sierra, uh, I think, you know, obvious reasons, but I think that, you know, her story's kind of been played out a little bit, so I'm not sure if she'd be included on a cast like this. She's already played three times. What more could she do? Mm-hmm. Um, I have, then I have three people that, no, I have four people in a row that we had on our second chance cast. I think that we would definitely get at least one of these people, and I'll say who it is. Um, so I have Jay, Dom, Devins, and Angelina. I know that we didn't want it, you know, overlap too much on between second chance and here's villains, but Angelina, I think is a lock to be a villain. If there's, if there's a season, I had her, I had listen, her on there. I, listen, the only reason I didn't take her with one of my picks was because like, we just did second chance with her, but I can go for hours on how much I love Angelina. So that's, so that's are we, are we all, are we all in agreement that Angelina should be a villain? Yes. Put her okay. on there. I'll, I'll, I'll pencil her in here for the second to last spot. Guys, can I have a spot? Can I have a spot? Can I have your spot, please? Can I have your spot? <laughs> go go for it. I should have mentioned this on, this on the second chance, so I had to mention it now, so I'm glad we're taking her. Can you guys imagine we see Angelina on a season with fire tokens? Abby, can I have your fire tokens? Oh, my God. <laughs> Abby, oh, my God. So come on. You need Angelina, especially a fire right. token right now thing. With negotiating and asking for them, you need Angelina for the fire Yeah, token. and then wait. Before before you pick, you know, you, you make your pick, Ryan, if you really are dying for somebody on this cast, I, you know, here, here's what I would say. I also have three, I have three names in addition to what I just said. So Scott, who we just discussed before, mm-hmm. I have Ben, who I don't know if he'd play again. It seems like they kind of completed his story arc. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is an interesting one. I don't think he would be casted, but I think he'd be considered. Uh, Chris Noble was a huge villain in Ghost Island. Um, the fight, the I fight, like him. The fights between him and Dom were amazing. So I think that it's possible. Okay ironically and i was going to save this for the honorable mentions if we still talk about a few more after this last pick but i actually had a different villain from ghost island even though i loved the chris noble pick um did you, did you guys see his uh ponderosa video where he was singing the song i don't know i i may have watched it like in real time like when in the season aired, but i definitely don't remember oh, it. it's iconic um but i was thinking of a different villain that could be an honorable mention he doesn't need to be the last spot but i was thinking bradley from ghost island bradley was such a great pre-merge villain talking about how crappy the uh, malolo beach was and i miss naviti this beach is terrible I he like was it. An, anno- annoying boot 
Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, but I think Bradley would be a great person to come back. Uh, but we can make him an honorable mention if you guys want. Sure. So, Half, yeah, what do you think? I, I didn't mention it, but the, just to remind you guys, it has to be a man picked in the last yeah. last mm-hmm. one, so we could we could discuss. And you know, if we if we want to include one of those people from Second Chance, um, whether it's Jay, Dom, Devins, War Dog, like as a villain, I'm completely fine with it. But Hef, what do you think here? Out of all, the I, people had, I had three names before. Okay. One of them was Angelina, so she's off. And I have two more names. I have I had Chris Noble, so I like him a lot. I thought he was an excellent villain because, especially because I was rooting for Dom to win that battle, so he was an extra villain to me as I was watching the season. I also have Ron from uh, season thirty-eight, the comma king, if you will. That's interesting. I I was actually looking at, and I, it's funny you brought that up. I was looking at a, you know, Reddit has their fan casting also. I was looking at somebody's fan cast for Here's Villains 2, and somebody actually had Ron on it, like, as, as like yesterday. So I think it's interesting. Yeah, he kind of got the edit as being the puppet master. He became a huge looming threat because of how controlling he was and how dominant he was in the game. And, and I think that kind of painted him as a villain, even though he was very well liked on the tribe. His threat level as it culminated throughout the season kind of painted him as a villain toward the end. Yeah, for sure. So, okay. So it's interesting that, so just to go over what we said and overlap. So I, I think that uh, Ryan, you had Rodney and who was your other guy that you had? I had uh, Rodney and uh, for, for likely last spots, Rodney. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think both those are good. Um, I think that, um, I don't think Dom would be casted on the same tribe as Wendell, like ever. That would be so unfair if they were. Yeah. So I'm going to cross off Dom. Um, I think Jay would be a good option. Um, I'm not. I don't think Scott and Jason would be, so we could eliminate him. Um, I had Devins as a villain, as I said before, but I don't really like. He could be kind of seen as a hero, but he did do some like menacing things in the actual game. Um, I personally think that we should go with either. I personally think that we should either go with Jay. Chris Noble or one of your two, Ryan. What do you guys think? Give me Noble. You are you are you? What do you think, Ryan? Listen, if half half wants it, we can go for it. I'm Give fine. Me. All right, I'll, I'm fine with that. All right, so Chris Noble takes the last spot of Heroes versus Villains. Mic drop. Yeah. The you know, and just the battle between him and Wendell would be great to see again. He's like stop rapping. You're, no you're, you're the worst rapper. You cannot rap. <laughs> right. Um, no, I, I think this is a really cool cast. I feel like this has a lot of um, like legends of the game. This has some really great picks that were both, um, you know, not so well-known names, but I think this would be really great. I actually have a few other honorable mentions if you guys want to hear them for the villains, because I had Go so much it. fun coming up with new villains. Like my heroes list is actually significantly shorter than my villains list, just because I think villains have more fun. So I had Bradley from Ghost Island. I had Marty from Nicaragua, if you guys ever saw Nicaragua or remember it. Okay. Um, I had Jatia from Kagiyan. I mean, after you dumped the rice in the fire, oh Good. you gotta think of Jatia. Um, I also had um, Pete from Philippines, uh, okay. Abby's right-hand man. And then I had, basically, I'm a badass, Drew Christie from San Juan del Sur. Good. Would, <laughs> if... If Michelle and Pete are still dating at this at this airtime, would that be allowed for them to be on for them to be on the same season as together? I mean, you had Rama Eber, that that was a completely different scenario. I don't but know. I actually I don't know, speaking, 
Speaking of speaking of what you said, actually, Pete is a guy that was pretty good in Philippines and somebody who hasn't come back that I could see coming back as well. So that's good, good, good catch by you there. Yeah, no, I I felt like again those other names I mentioned were definitely honorable mentions or people that would might be like um, backup options, but I just thought they all had a great air about them that would make them fun villains to see again. Pete, Drew, Jatia, Marty, Bradley. I, we didn't have Victoria on there, so I'll mention Victoria as another honorable mention. But no, this was this was fun. Yeah, this is an interesting cast. Um, I'm curious to see what people think. Make sure to comment on all the picks you agree with, all the picks you disagree with, other people that you would have included in the cast that we did not include or maybe even did not even mention on this whole podcast. Um, remember, it has to be from seasons 21 to 40 if you're commenting. So be sure to do that. Uh yeah, I'm really interested to see what everyone thinks about this draft because it was a fun Especially one. Especially Brandon Hans. Yeah, that should that should that should create some uh, controversy among the among the viewers and listeners. But I'm I'm sure Russell will be happy with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Wait, how, was he your first pick on the board for you? He was the first villain. Oh first my villain taken. Goodness. I, it's so funny because I just rewatched that episode recently and just like. You, you'll never, you'll never see anything like that again. What happened with him? Oh, now he's I'm a, sad. Oh, now I'm sad. We don't, we don't have Brandon and Jati on the same tribe. Two people that dumped the rice. I now I'm upset. <laughs> <don't have> that. <laughs> yeah, and just like the way Jeff was like massaging his shoulders, trying to calm. Him. <laughs> like iconic, iconic, truly. Yeah, I also think after this podcast, I'm going to go watch the uh, the YouTube video that's called uh, Debbie Wanner, the gymnast. That's a great video to watch. I might go see that. Or, I'm, or I'll watch Natalie Cole clips again. That's fine with me, too. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, no, for, for sure. I, I had a lot of fun with this. Uh, I'm sure you guys did also. Now, I want to, before we head off here, I have a list of potential casting draft ideas Ooh. that we're going to do the rest of the, that we could do the rest of the season. We could do, we could do these every week until the next season starts. Who knows when that's actually going to be. Um, I was listening to, I was actually listening to, this is interesting. So, uh, I don't know if anybody knows this, but a guy who I follow for NBA stuff, Worldwide Wob, Rob Perez, he was playing poker online with Tyson last night. So I was watching that for a little bit on live. And Tyson was saying, he's like, because somebody, one of the guys who was in the poker game asked him, do you have any insight on seasons 41, 42, like on, on filming and stuff? And he was like, you know, like they're trying, they're trying to do it. They're like, you know, trying hard, obviously. Um, but the problem is, is that they have that, you know, 400 cast, cast uh 400 like production people from 60 different countries so that's you know going to be a challenge so we'll see and i know tyson mentioned that possibly they start filming it in september and maybe you know i i you know that's that's all he said but who knows if we get maybe maybe we get a f- some unseen footage for a few weeks and then maybe they start airing it like as it's filming or they're a- or the air it like right after it's done so maybe we'll get it a little delayed in like october and they'll condense it maybe from like october to december and maybe throw a few double episodes in there just to get something in who knows, but we could do these. These are great. These casting drafts. There's so many players that I love to see play again. We could do these until the se- until the season starts. So I want to throw out a few ideas and, you know, I, I think that we should have our, uh, the fans vote on what our next casting draft is going to be, which will be next week. So I'm going to throw out a few ideas. I want to hear what you guys think. So one that we definitely have to do at some point is a legend season. And that one, that one, all restrictions will be off. So whoever you think is a legend could be on a legends cast. Doesn't matter if you think they'll play again. I think legends is a whole different thing. If they sure. do like a final season where like it's legends, then I think that anybody's fair game. 
Okay. Next one is third time's a charm. People who are given a third chance, not a second chance. Next one, best never to win. I think that would be an interesting one. It would almost be like a last chance type season. Uh, a challenge beast season. What happens when you throw all people who are challenge threats on one beach? Um, a, du- a duos type season where you see different duos back, potentially a duo duos where one member of one member from the duo is put on one tribe and one member is put on the other tribe or they're put together. Who knows? Um, a runner up season, a pre-merge boot season, a crazy character season. There's so many ways we could go with this. I want to hear what you got, what either, either something different from what I said or something similar to what I said. Um, I want to know who you, who you like, we're going to have a poll. So let's say that there's four themes in a poll, which do you think should be in this poll of, potentially doing next oh and one one i left out is also old school versus new school so i want to get that out of the way first um i personally what stuck out to me was challenge beast third times the charm legends definitely and um best to never win those are my four favorite what do you think ryan yeah i would agree with third times the charm i think everybody wants to see that season for a lot of different people i think that legends would be always great to cast i think Old school versus new school would be great because I know we have listeners to this podcast that fall both into the old school camp and the new school camp. So to have kind of like it, I, it depends on if you want to use season 20 as, as the, the, the divider, but like you want to have people that only played before 20 and people after 20, I think old school, new school could be good. So I guess third time's a charm, old school, new school legends. And I guess one more, I don't know. I'm debating between runner-ups and pre-merge. I think you have a lot of interesting characters on both the runner-up side and also the pre-merge side, so I'm not sure. Maybe like a pre-merge versus post-merge? I'm not sure. Yeah, my only my only hesitation for pre-merge boots is like, would they ever do that? Because like these are players that, you, you know, it would be great to see them play again from a standpoint that you're going to get all underdog stories, but like would that make for great TV? Because they in the end, they were pre-merge boots. But I think it's interesting. So what I'm going to say here is, Comment on what casting draft you want to see next. It's truly in the air right now. We don't know. Um, follow us on Twitter at Soul Survivor Pod. Subscribe to us here on YouTube. Like this YouTube video. It really helps us out a lot. Comments, like we said, um, people you think should have been included in this cast or picks that you liked or picks that you didn't like. Um, be sure to comment. And we will see you guys next week for casting draft number three. Got nothing else for you. Cover torches, head back to camp. Good night.